Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives everything you know to help make your visit to Harry Potter as amazing as it can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Interesting Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, different week. How are you this week? Different week? A little bit of a different title. I'm not going to go all out and call myself a Universal Master. I'll give a shout out to my friend Kim if she is listening. She is the true Universal Master. But I've got enough info that I think we can really talk you through understanding the Universal Resorts, how they differ from Disney, and why I think you're going to want to stay there. Well, and that's part of it. Is It's almost impossible to have a conversation about visiting Orlando with anybody when you talk about Disney and not have the question come, what about what about Universal? What about the other side of Orlando? And so, you know, on episode 181, we went over the theme parks over it in Universal. So if you want to go and give that a listen, you can find that out. But tonight and next week, we're going to talk about uh, different things about staying at Universal. So it's a, it's a two-episode arc over here to break down how to make your most value out of your Universal vacation. So where do you want to begin? What makes the most sense? You know, I think it's important to understand how different Universal is than Disney in so many ways. And, you know, it's funny you said how you can't have a conversation about Disney without touching on Universal. And it happens more often than you think because many people, if they've never been before, don't necessarily understand that they're not the same park. Right. People will tell me that, you know, Harry Potter is a Disney park or the Grinch is a Disney park. That movie one that Disney has, everybody (laughs) assumes is universal. (laughs) You're right. So, you know, we'll start with no, they're not the same. But universal is very different than Disney for many reasons. So I'll start by telling you that one of the really unique factors is that universal doesn't own any of the universal resorts. And Unlike when we talk about Disney, all of Disney's hotels are owned by them, but we've talked before how restaurants aren't all owned by Disney, but everybody has a cast name tag. And if you're not in the know, you really don't know that. But with the Universal Hotels, they have partnered with Lowe's, a very popular hotel brand, and all of the hotels are owned by Lowe's. And I bring that up for a couple of reasons. When you get into booking a universal vacation package, it can be different than Disney because of those little bits of disconnect. You know, your favorite phrase when we're on the show, Jeff, I think is travel friction and how to avoid it. Correct. And I have to say universal kind of does a little bit of a poor job about that because they don't own everything. So while there is a universal app and you might book a package that's your hotel and your theme park tickets, you can't link anything to the app until you get there because you're going to check into the hotel, which you're doing with a Lowe's cast member. And then you're going to go to a second desk and pick up your park tickets. And the park tickets aren't issued until you actually pick them up. And that's why you have to wait to link them. So it does make some of the things when we talk about dining packages and things a little bit more complicated. It also makes it hard when we want to compare the size of Universal to Disney. We know that Disney World is 25,000 acres. 
And all of those things are within that acreage. Universal doesn't own the hotels, doesn't own that property. So Universal is 840 acres, substantially less. Sure. It will expand to 1590 when they open their third park, the Epic Universe. But again, even at 1590, that's about one twelfth of the space of Disney. Now, there's a great side to that. It means that things are close together and easily accessible. And so we'll talk about the accessibility just like we do in Disney resorts. But there are not as many modes of transportation at Universal because there just isn't the need. They don't cover that same amount of square footage. So you mentioned that they own the parks. They do not own the hotels. One of the things that everybody always talks about when they visit Universal is CityWalk. So maybe give a a quick breakdown of what that is if we want to compare it. and, And do they own that? Is that something that is within their umbrella? They own CityWalk, and that's kind of an interesting one. You can think of CityWalk like Disney Springs or like a mall. They own the real estate, and then they rent out to different restaurants and shops within it. Right. And again, comparing Disney to Universal, CityWalk is right outside of the theme park. So you leave Universal for the day because you're done at the park. You can be at that dinner reservation in under five minutes. You could go out to City Walk and have a lunch reservation and be back inside quicker than you can probably get from Yak and Yeti to the front of Animal Kingdom. So being compact definitely has its benefits. Okay, so I kind of want to stay where you're at right now because obviously the history of our show has been, you know, mostly Disney. So let's talk about the hotels. Right. So you said Universal doesn't own the the hotels, doesn't own the resorts. You mentioned how sometimes when you check in, you got to go to the one desk and then go to the other one to deal with your your park passes. So where do the perks fit in as far as bundling these things to make a vacation package? I guess that's that's the piece that I don't understand. And it's a piece that they work hard at and I think they succeed at. All of their resorts get early entry to the Wizarding World which we know that is the hot button spot and that early access is going to save you from standing online. The second piece to the puzzle is what they call express pass. The closest comparison I can give you is fast pass or genie, but essentially express pass is universal system to get you on a ride quicker. And so when you walk up to many of the rides, not all of the rides, there's going to be a standby line and an express pass line. One of the things that I love about express pass is once you have it, you have it. You don't have to make a reservation. There's no wait two hours. There's no one at a time. You walk up, you get on that express pass line. Got it. And it's one of the reasons that we are huge fans of staying at The premier resorts, they have four categories at Universal, and the premier resorts get Express Pass free. If you've never looked at Express Pass, I want you to be sitting down when I give you these numbers. (laughs) Express Pass can be anywhere from $99 to $179 per person per day 
on top of your theme park ticket. That's a lot. Let that sink in. <laughs> that's a, that's a and, lot. You know, when we talk about, again, I'll compare it to Genie, the price of Genie is higher when it's a prime time at the parks. The price of Express Pass goes up the more they sell. So if you're looking at an October vacation today in February, and we quote you a price on Express Pass, and you say, I don't think we're going to need it. But then September comes, and you say to me, you know what? I really want it. The price probably gone up because they've sold more. So it uses that dynamic pricing. But go back to those premier resorts and that perk question you asked. If you stay in a premier resort, everybody in your room gets express pass for free for all of your days. So if you stay just one night, which is what many of our guests do, you get two days of express pass the day you check in the day you check out. If you're a family of four and it's the least expensive express pass time, that in itself is an $800 value. It is often cheaper to stay in the least expensive of the premier hotels than to buy express pass on its own. Okay, so that's the- It's a great feature. I mean, it sounds incredible. That's, That's the premier resorts. We're going to talk about those tonight, but give us the other categories before we move on to discuss the premiere. There's preferred, prime value, and value. So again, if you're a Disney person, you're wondering what prefer what prime value is. You're noticing moderate is missing. I think it's kind of value plus, which is why they say it. It doesn't necessarily have everything we're used to at a moderate and they've got their own names. So we're, like I said, we're going to go over those next week. So tonight we're going to focus pretty much exclusively on those premier resorts, which you mentioned, get the express pass with, while you book those, those rooms. So where do you want to start with these premier resorts? I'm going to start at the top. They're number one, most expensive, most luxurious Portofino Bay. As its name implies, it is based on a scene out of Italy. You can walk up to the water. You can see the little motorbikes that are permanently parked there. You can hear the Italian music flowing. There's a phenomenal Italian restaurant there. It's a 750-room resort. Nice large rooms, 450 square feet. And if you're looking for more of a family type suite, this resort features minion suites. What I will say when I talk about the suites at the premier resorts, they are extremely limited and hard to come by. So if the idea of this two room minion suite is appealing for you, definitely you want to talk to somebody and book as far out as possible because they are very difficult to come by. So if you're not staying in one of these minion suites, what what can we expect out of the room, essentially, is, I guess, the question that makes it Premier. Sure. Um, Premier is about the square footage as a main thing, that 450 square feet. And we'll talk, you know, we do our episode next week and we talk about some of those values and Premier values. Most of them are in the 
300 range. There's even some that are 238 square feet. So So almost double the size of some of the others. Okay. The amenities they have, you know, the number of restaurants they have, the expansive lobby, the incredible pool. Also that it's a bit of a smaller resort gives you that more intimate feeling, a little bit quieter. And all of the premier resorts are either your choice, walking distance to the theme park along the walking path, or they offer a water taxi service. Well, that was actually that was actually going to be my next question is how close are we? Are we walkable distance? Because easy access. Again, I always say at the end of the day, I'm not sure I want to wait, but it's an easy walking path to get there. Obviously, everybody walks at their own speed, but generally you're looking in the 10 to 15 minute range or the water taxi is a great relaxing ride. Okay. What next? The Hard Rock, as its name implies, it is all about the music. 650 rooms, 29 suites, 375 square feet. So you see right away, we jumped down in that square footage by almost 20% right away. Sure. But music fans are going to love this resort. There is memorabilia on lobby walls in some of the specialty suites. Their pool is phenomenal. Go underwater in the pool, listen to all of the great music playing. They really focus on guitars here. So cool little bonus. You can order a Fender guitar to your room just to play and practice. That's really cool. (laughs) They are electric guitars. They come with amps and headsets. So you're playing, you're rocking out, but you are certainly not disturbing your neighbors. And even if you're not going to borrow one of their guitars, one of the cute little souvenirs from there, when you check out, bring your key to the front desk for checkout and they will, they have a special machine. They cut your room key up and you can get souvenir guitar picks to take home. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, they do have some great theme suites there. They have a Graceland suite, a Rockstar suite. One word that I do say to everybody, check the schedule. They also do amazing, amazing concerts in the lobby, which I know sounds overwhelming, but they are ticketed concerts with seating and they convert a large portion of the lobby into this mini concert venue. So obviously standing nearby, you can hear, but if you want to seat, you're going to want to pick up that concert ticket. Um, they also have a very well-known top restaurant. The Palm is there again, as we mentioned about Portofino, Because it's a premier resort, you're going to get that express pass and you're going to have the option of walking or taking the boat as well. So, again, the transportation is really easy. They also, we haven't seen them bring it back since COVID, but I'm hoping it comes back soon. All three of the premier resorts have what they call black car service. Think of it like a free Uber to take you between those three resorts so if you want to eat at one or experience something they've got a free way to get you back and forth quickly interesting i mean so far what you're saying just what you're describing it sounds a lot like the way you talk about the proximity of of hotels in california 
to me, like that, that it's all very walkable. It's all within a short distance. Wow. Oh, and we still haven't gotten you out of California, but you drew that conclusion. There you go. <laughs> well, very good. That's because I listen when you speak, Sandy. That's <laughs> that's my job here on this Let's Talk Diz podcast. But I know we have we have one more uh, hotel that you'd like to talk about on the premier level tonight. We do. And I will be honest, it's the top hotel that I sell. It's the Royal Pacific. And the reason it's the top one that I sell, it's the least expensive of the three. So many of my guests will finish their vacation at Universal. They've been at Disney. They're checking out of Disney at 6.30, 7 in the morning, taking an Uber over to Royal Pacific, leaving their bags with the bellman, picking up their tickets and getting that express pass and putting in that full day in the park, they're not getting back to their room till 9, 10, 11 at night, depending what they're doing at City Walk. They are sleeping in the room and getting up the next morning. And so, again, those type of clients often in Walt Disney World would pick a value resort. But here, if they picked a value resort, they would spend more money buying Express Pass than staying in a nicer resort. So Royal Pacific is a big win for most of our clients. It's also the largest of the premier properties. It has a thousand rooms. The rooms again are gonna be a little bit smaller, 335 square feet. The kids suites here are Jurassic Park themes. And the rest of the resort, Royal Pacific, obviously has a bit of an Asian flair to it. Uh This is also home of the Minion Breakfast. And again, you don't need to be a resort guest to go to their Minion Breakfast. However, one of the big differences that you will find at the Universal Resorts is there is no free parking. Not for people visiting and not for the resort guests themselves. So if you want to do the Minion Breakfast and you're not staying there, you're going to pay to use a parking garage. But there is parking. It's just, it's just not, it's just not complimentary parking. It's just not complimentary. Got it. Well, I mean, listen, as we said in the beginning, these are the types of vacations that people ask about constantly. Even the most fervent Disney fan always has questions about Universal. What else have we not mentioned tonight before we say goodbye? I think one of the unique things about these premier rooms is they are all what we call a sleeps five. So they allow you to book up to five people on the reservation. And again, it's going to be really important that everybody staying in the room be listed on that reservation or they're not going to get the express pass. But interestingly, all of these sleeps five rooms have two queen beds. So the way that you put a fifth person in the room is they do offer rollaways They are not complimentary and they cannot be paid for in advance, but they are guaranteed. If you have five people in the room, they will get you that roll away, no problem. And even though your package is prepaid, you're going to pay that extra fee along with that parking fee if you have a car when you're there. Got it. Well, listen, it's a great topic. I'm glad that we finally tackled it 200 something shows later. Um, I know that I've had plenty of conversations, especially this time of the year, as we're nearing the spring break time, people do talk about vacations, just like the one you mentioned, where maybe we do the last day over at Universal. So 
Thanks for taking the time tonight to talk about these premier hotels. I look forward to next week where we break down the rest of the hotels at Universal. Have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans or those traveling to Orlando so that they can enjoy it. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.